For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Welcome to another edition of the DN Roundtable. My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is DMAC, is Doug McCain. But he's DMAC underscore LA on the Twitter and Instagram. Brooke, me, three in the flesh. That is his legal given name. And joining us on Zoom, still on the COVID IL, Mr. Eric at EEULAU. Give him a follow. He's up to 230 Twitter oh, followers shoot. at the moment. It's a very exciting time. How are we doing today, boys? Not better than 230 follower count, uh, Eric, I tell you that. <laughs> More followers than Jesus. Had to say it, sorry. Hey, it's, it's a quality line. It's a quality Doug line, but we hope to get Eric back in the office by next weekend. But if not, uh, we're going to send a hitman after The Dodgers him. need Mookie back. We need Eric back. <laughs> he, is, he is on the aisle in solidarity with Mookie. But, yeah, it's another edition. This is episode, I think, 12. We are recording just before game three of the series against the Rockies, where the Dodgers have already dropped two, and they're looking bad, and that's fun, and that's where we're going to start uh, this episode. Stagnant offense and weak bench. Look, first up, the offense has been it's been somewhat up and down all season long, despite being at or near the top of the league in runs scored all season long. Doug, you watch this team with painful, <laughs> painful I intent. Do. Painful intent. What would you say, and this is a, it's a pretty broad question, what would you say the biggest issue is when it comes to the Dodgers scoring more consistently, not just that, that bulk Costco run of scoring? Yeah, I mean, when you look at this Dodgers team, when they're humming, like I always say, if you want the dub, you've got to slug. Yesterday, they get three home runs, but they're not stringing together these rallies. There's not this passive baton mentality that we see from this team when they're firing on all cylinders. And I think right now you talk about the meat of the lineup. They're struggling. The top of the lineup, they've been fine all season long. The one, two, and three. I look at it as it's like a cupcake, right? I just like to eat the top of the cupcake, and then I'm done with it. That's how this Dodgers lineup has been for me. But you got a lack of executing with runners in scoring position. Also, just not getting up for the lesser teams in the league. Two and nine versus the Pirates and Rockies this season. Mm -hmm. They come off that big emotional series against the uh, Atlanta Braves. Thankfully, no games are rained out because of Freddie Freeman crying but yeah I mean I think you're seeing this season the Dodgers not really getting up they look listless against some of these lesser teams and I think what it comes down to is you're just not getting those big timely hits like we've seen in the past in the bottom line is Muncie JT and Cody Bellinger some nights they have their nights but more often than not they've yeah. been struggling all season long so really inconsistency top to bottom yeah Brooke that was gonna be my my kind of question to you this team has struggled he pointed out the two and nine against two 
a couple of the worst teams in the National League. Uh, they, they struggle to get it up against the bad teams. Is there something to the idea, in your opinion, right now, to playing down to the competition, or is it more of these are bad teams that are potentially trying harder against the powerhouse Dodgers? I don't think it's so much that. I think it is a lot of, like just not being prepared for those bad teams. I mean, you look at all the teams around the league. We obviously know everybody brings it up when they play the Dodgers, regardless of whether you're a good team or a bad team. Mm -hmm. Everybody steps it up a little bit against the Dodgers. This particular Rocky series, I think there's just a lot coming out of Atlanta, and that's kind of slowed them down a little bit. I don't know what the hell got into them with the Pirates. I don't know what's going on there, but... I, you know, it, it's been a thing that we've talked about for a couple seasons now. It just seems to be the case where we run into these bad teams and we go on little streaks of losing to these bad teams. So it just might be one of those things, you know, where you're just kind of overlooking them, kind of looking past them, maybe to the Padres yeah. this weekend. You're like, we got Padres coming up. That's a heavy series. That's a series big, that people and, pay attention to. And they're heading into that. Also, the Dodgers are going to be heading into that pretty burned out still from uh, an kind of strenuous road trip nine game roadie but i just want to say this last year the dodgers they lose the nls by one game and everyone wants to point to some of those series against the giants right but really i point to that late series in august where they lose the series yeah. at home where jt pitched against the colorado rockies and so far this season they lost four or five against the rockies mm -hmm. they're just not getting it done against these teams yes teams are going to play up when it's the dodgers yes there is a bullseye on their back but on the same token we always want to defend dave roberts when it comes to his ability to keep this team glued together to just raise the morale. And this is a situation coming off the heels of the whole Freddie drama to get this team ready to play. But then you also look at it, they sweep the Reds. They take two out of three from the hottest team in baseball. You should feel good about it, but definitely leaves a bad taste in your mouth knowing mm -hmm. that they're struggling so mildly against this Rockies team. Moving on a little bit, another big contributing factor to the Dodgers' struggles on offense is, yeah, Mookie Betts is missing. He's down. The leadoff hitter is sidelined with a, a, fra a fractured rib. He's Mookie out. Uh, Mookie's out. The offensive production out of right field has been terrible, save for a few hits from the hero Trace Thompson. Take two is working. Non-Mookie right fielders have been shit, and that's more indicative of anything that this team has a really bad bench. Eric, we, uh, Brooke and I talked about this, and I know you're a big, big watcher of Blue Heaven show what can the do the team do what do you think this team does to improve the bench uh either internally and of course you know this week's uh, three up three down you talked about the jd martinez move that that would be a big type of uh bench filling role um filling in for even edwin rios who's who's on the il right now what do you think the move is that this team needs to do and is going to actually do I think right now they need the Trace Thompsons of the world just to be average, like, you know, put up 100 WRC plus, just get us through the next week, two weeks with bets on the IL. As far as trade targets, I would love for the Red Sox to, who's one of the hottest teams in June, to just flame out and be sellers. But realistically, you're probably looking at like a Brandon Drury on the Reds, right? Some like kind of ancillary piece, like mm -hmm. kind of like Brian Dozier years ago. And it was like, <laughs> wasn't that great of a pickup, but we got so excited because it was like, hey, we got a vet, we got a bat who can actually produce. So I think for now it's hold the line and then go out there and make some marginal upgrade uh, with the lineup. Or maybe it's just your boy Jake Lamb stepping up. I don't know. My boy Jake Lamb. Brooke, do you think uh, Brandon Gomes in the front office go out and make some sort of sizable splash, or is it going to be in-house? I think they go out and get somebody. I think they go out and get a right-handed bat off the bench somewhere, somebody who can fill in on the infield and the outfield, someone who can move around a little bit, because we know they love those kind of guys. Eddie Alvarez is not going to stick around very long. He should not stick around very long. So I think that there are a number of names out there. Drury is one of the guys that I like out there. We've talked about Tommy Fan. I hate Tommy Pham. I hate everything about that guy, but we he's can't. also 
He's also a dude that does fill a role and fill a need, and uh, at a at a pretty low price, honestly. We need 2021 Theo back. Give me 55 back. I got a big splash for you. Look, it's been a big year for Bell's. Taco Bell brought back the Mexican pizza. I want to see the Dodgers make a big splash and maybe go out and trade for a guy named Josh Bell. And we know the concerns, the problems that would have. He's a first baseman. You have Freddie at first and then the DH spot rotating with Will Smith. But look, he came up as an outfielder. He played outfield last season. You had Gavin Lux, who they just threw in that outfield spot. He's a switch yeah. hitter. He can hit for power. He can hit for average. I think Josh Bell's a very interesting guy because, look, I think that if we just want to bank on the fact that Justin Turner and Max Muntz are going to be those guys, I think that's really, I don't know if I want to put all my eggs in that basket at this point in their career. I'm really concerned about, to me, I'm not thinking so much thinking as right now in the interim. I think in long term, Josh Bell is a guy, like I said, hit for power. And let's say that Muncy struggles, he can bat from the left side. You see Justin Turner struggles, he can hit from the right side, brings that juice into a clubhouse. And look, he's a going to be a free agent at the end of this season, sign that one-year $10 million deal. I'm thinking Josh Bell, if you're going to make a move, he's going to be a hot commodity on the trade market but i think that they need more than just a bench piece i really do it, it might be one of those scenarios too where because you have guys like max Muncy not producing and because you have those concerns about D- justin turner and his age and also his contract situation about the there's a really good chance that you go out there and get a guy who's in, under control for uh, beyond yeah. next beyond this season and maybe beyond next season like, hey maybe <laughs> we got to start planning for jt's <laughs> exit because yeah, age is getting to him man it is there are and there are no bodies in the organization that are ready to take over a third you got to start finding that left side of the infielder guy because the, the JT and, and Muncy, while serviceable, it's not that's not your championship winning defense at third base and on the left side. There's only so much Trey can do, and he's gotten better over the season for right. sure. Trey's gotten better in the leadoff spot. I wanted to throw to you real, real quick. What do you do? Because you talked about it on Twitter this morning. Mookie's out. He's going to be back. He's been the leadoff guy for this team. Real quick, what do you think they do and what should they do with that number one spot and that number three spot when it comes to Mookie and Trey Turner? So, look, if you look at 2020, Mookie had his most success bag in the leadoff spot. He's made it known that he feels comfortable bagging leadoff, yeah. staying the table, being the catalyst for this Dodgers offense. But I also think Mookie realizes that Trey Turner's probably not going to be here after this season. You have a leadoff hitter in Trey Turner, fast as lightning. He can get on base. He can score a lot of runs. And Mookie Betts, his power numbers are up this year. His third highest slug of his career so far in the season. His highest slug was his MVP season. Second was 2020. And third is this year. So I think you'll see more RBI opportunities. Yeah. I think if we're talking about what's best for the team right now, generating runs, I would really like to see that shakeup when Mookie is healthy. And we do know that in May, they did score six runs per game. That team yeah. was on fire, but it was a June swoon early on for Mookie Betts as well. He did tail off. So I would like to get the most I can from Trey Turner. And if you look at the numbers batting leadoff I mean he's on fire at the leadoff spot yeah. compared to where he was in I mean, the three hole so a hot streak it might not be uh because he's in that leadoff spot another big thing lineup wise and I don't want to talk too much about lineup I want to move on but big thing lineup wise cleanup hitter, hitter has been trash all season long I think as a whole Dodgers cleanup hitters are batting 180 or something like that so you find a way to import some sort of slugger or you move things around maybe even Mookie as low as cleanup hitter batting fourth and Will Smith staying in that number three spot because he's also kind of struggled as a cleanup guy. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring 
them home. stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home it's moving on Something positive. We get accused often of not being overly positive here at uh, DNHQ. And I mean, that's a, hey, listen, strife sells. Look at the Kardashians. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about the All Star. The All Star game is coming up uh, in about, what, three weeks or so. It's going to be here in Los Angeles, as they say. It's, um, it's not it's not a bad time for the Dodgers. Obviously, there are some boys in, the, in, in blue that are in the midst of some fine, fine seasons. I wanted to to give us a, a little challenge here. I want us to come up, each of us to come up with our four. There could be only four Dodger All-Stars to make the All-Star team in 2022. Um, right now, there are two guys that are at the top. You got Mookie and you got Trey Turner leading in their respective positions. There are four of the dudes. Will Smith is in fourth at catcher. Freddie Freeman, third in voting at catcher. Gavin Lux, fourth at second. And Justin Turner, fourth at third base for some reason. Four guys, Eric, you're leading off. Who are your four guys, including pitchers, that make the 2022 National League All-Star team as Dodgers, the home team representing? Uh, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Tony Gonsolin, and I think Clayton Kershaw should get an, should get the nod because, look, I think you have the stats to justify it. You see this in the NBA all the time. This could be his last year on the Dodgers. This is a, not a voter decision. So you could say, hey, this is going to be the, probably his first time, first opportunity ever and last time to ever pitch in an All-Star game at Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They did it for Derek Jeter, who had no business being in that All-Star game. <laughs> so I don't think it's, it's not – there is precedent that you could have – they could give Kershaw the nod. And unlike Derek Jeter, like if Kershaw has a sub-3 ERA, it's a pretty easy sell. If he's at 5-4 by then, which I hope that doesn't happen. I think we all hope that doesn't happen. It's very just Justifiable to have Clayton Kershaw in the All-Star game. That needs to happen. Baseball doesn't do a whole lot of things right, but they need to get Kershaw in the All-Star game. Brooke, you seem to have some uh, some disgust at the idea of our Lord and Savior Clayton Kershaw Clayton, being an All-Star. Who's clearly, it for? Clayton Kershaw's number one fan right here for my entire life, as long as I've known myself. But with that being said, my heart says Clayton Kershaw. My head and logic tells me that there's no way that the dude gets into the All-Star game with the stats that he has, the number of the starts that he has. Of course, recency bias did not pitch well against the Rockies on Ooh. Tuesday night. That was a nightmare of an outing. Uh, but if you're going with the most deserving people on this roster, I think Mookie and Trey are absolutely deserving of those nods. I think they're both deserving of starting mm-hmm. gigs at their respective positions as well. I think Tony Gonsolin has to be in this game, regardless of what happens over the next couple of starts, to be honest with you. Like, he could really, really suck yeah. over the next couple of starts. He should still be in this wins, game baby. for what he's done for this team, um, <laughs> let alone just how he ranks out around baseball. Will Smith, there's no reason Will Smith should be as low as he is at catcher right now. There is absolutely no way Will Smith should not be in this All-Star game. I, just, I, I don't know, think people, people around the world know him. People do not respect that guy. And we've been saying it for as long as he's come up. This is going to be the best catcher in baseball. This is going to be yeah. the best all-around catcher in baseball, not just one side of the ball. He's vastly improved behind the plate. He's made himself so much better there. And it's shown definitely recently. But in terms of the bat, the bat's never gone away. The bat's never been bad. He goes through streaks where he has some bad luck. He always hits the ball hard. He's always crushing pitches. 
Babbitt hasn't always been there for him, but yeah. it gets better at times. It goes through waves of it. The dude is, in my mind, the best catcher in baseball. He has a few things working against him. One, the numbers aren't the sexiest for sure. Two, West Coast bias, East Coast bias. People on the East Coast don't know who the hell Will Smith is. They might know who the hell Mike Zunino is more or Kurt Suzuki over there in Travis Darno. <laughs> yeah. Braves legend Travis Darno. And I think that's a big reason why people don't know Willie yet. You know Will Smith and they're going to be like, wait, talking about the pitcher? Probably thinking that way more uh, than anything like that. I do. He. he should be on a reserve. I don't think he's starting, though. Who are your guys? But yeah, I think it would be a massive slap in the face to Will Smith if he doesn't get that all-star. Not slap, second. I, oh, I didn't even mean that. Okay. Second in OPS, second in home runs you know in the National League. And uh, I just think, look, Will Smith is a guy, he's established himself as an all-star catcher. But getting back to your point on Clayton Kershaw, I to me, Clayton Kershaw is right behind Gonsolin in F4. If you look at the when he's pitched, when he's pitched this season, more often than not, he had one clunker of a start in Colorado where he has a four eight one ERA. He was a Coors casualty yesterday. Just didn't have the feel for that slider. Didn't have that bite. The slider was in a sliding yesterday. So one bad start. But other than that, he's pitched at an all-star level. His six starts before yesterday, two runs or less. Yeah. You had the big, one of the biggest stories early on this season was the perfect game into the seventh inning. When you look at the narrative, it's not like it's any other all-star game. It's in Los Angeles. It's not like it's any other season. It could be his last. So me, if I had to pick four all-stars, it's a tough pick. But I think yeah. that you also have to consider reputation. If I'm going to play the reputation card for Clayton Kershaw, you have to look at it as Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Clayton Kershaw. Those would be my four all-stars, and that's not to say that Tony Gonson isn't worthy. It, the time is meow for the great Catsby. Lois ERA, he's been a revelation for the Dodgers. But to me, look, and look, you also look at this. Is it, do you go with the guy where it could be his first and only all-star game in Tony Gonson, or the guy that's been a perennial all-star, but it could be his last all-star appearance in his career and to me, just the fact that he's never started an all-star game, what happened in 2020. Yesterday, I was watching that game, and that was the only thing that was going through my mind, was building not only his all-star case, but him starting the all-star game. And yesterday, it really took a hit, but I still think it's definitely in play. Y'all got to stop sticking say, with your hearts. <laughs> it's hard. That's, that's so, what we are talking about got, this. Eric? Some guys you can't. Kershaw, we have a trouble. Hold on. Eric's got something. What do you got? Before you I slam you all. You could say Clayton Kershaw is a Coors wounded soldier. Ah, uh, wounded soldiers, yeah, for beers. Clayton Kershaw, more than deserving. The numbers do back it up even with a stinker. They are there. But the disrespect from this panel of analysts to Julio Urias, kids getting it done. Peripheral numbers are trash. Peripheral numbers are trash, but that doesn't matter. You know what matters? ERA, not wins. Well, how many wins does he have? Yeah. <laughs> wins. He has the lowest he runs uh, run support in the National League. I think For definitely sure. the lowest run support on the Dodgers. Julio uh, deserves it from from his track record of what he did in twenty, what he did in twenty twenty one. That ramp up and and being a twenty game winner in twenty twenty one, and he's been this is the twenty twenty two All Star game. His, and he's been a stopper right alongside. Um, Tony Gonsolin. He's been a stopper for this team. My guys, Trey, Julio, Tony, Freddie. Sorry, Mookie. You know, Mookie's going to be on it. I don't think Mookie plays in the All-Star game again. Just so like last year. Yeah, I mean. You guys remember that he was hurt again last uh, this Well, that's last the other year? thing, too. Clayton's not going to take anything that he doesn't think he's earned, right? Yeah. He's, if he doesn't earn it, he's not going to want that starting spot. But at the end of the day, look, the way, I, the way I see this, too, is it's like in boxing. If you want to be the champ, you have to beat the champ convincingly. And if yeah. you're a first-time All-Star, you really have to make it big to really get that spot. But I think at the end of the day, the fact that he's so out in front from an ERA standpoint, 
point. Got the Tony Gonson. Nice. I mean, look at if you look at the Tyler Anderson. We're not even talking about Siler Anderson as a potential candidate yeah. as well. Yeah, He's yeah. kind of he starting to have that regression. He, he, but he uh, got course. He got course yeah, right now. Yeah. You lost. You had one loss. Sorry, buddy. You, you missed out here. Tony. Here's a fun fact. First Dodgers All Star was in 1933. Tony Cusinello of the Brooklyn Dodgers. Shout out to Tony Cusinello. How about that poll, Eric? That was for you. I don't think he's a nice poll. <laughs> he passed away. I don't yeah. think he's around. Yeah, he's okay, a, okay uh, Marshall. <laughs> I was just never. Anyways, drop in the comments what you guys think about the All Star team. Given you guys only four, arguably seven could be on uh, this uh, All Star team. Finally. The Sadres. The Padres are coming to town. It's been a while. It has been a while since these two teams have matched up. They're heading to L.A. Four games. I'm ready to avoid Twitter all goddamn weekend because I'm just not into it. But the, the, the Padres have been good. San Diego's been running the heels, heels of the Dodgers for most of the last couple of months. They've been tied for first a few times. Um, listen, we haven't seen this team in a while. <laughs> it, I mean, it's such a lame question. But if anybody can handle it, it's Douglas McCain here. Who do you think is more yoked for the series, the Padres or the Dodgers? I think after the collapse they had yesterday, the Padres, they want to try to get right, make a statement at Dodger Stadium. Takes the win out of your sails a little bit, considering they're not playing with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. But they've been solid all season long. Their starting rotation has been solid. The offense has picked it up. Blake Snell has been bust Snell for them. And so has Grisham's <laughs> had a down year as well. But yeah. I think that anytime the Padres play the Dodgers, it's always the Padres that are going to try to play up to the Dodgers. Then you'll talk about the managerial changes with Bob Melvin. I mean, yeah. I talked to my Padres fans, uh, Padres friends, and he, you know, they used to criticize Jace Tingler uh, for as they should for how short the leash was on the pitchers. And now it's Bob Melvin who he gives his pitchers a leash so long you could walk Clifford with it. I mean, you saw what happened right. last night with Luis Garcia, so it's going to be different. But to me, when the Padres come to town, their fans are juiced, their team is juiced, and I think they're ready to to make a statement because they're only. A, a half game out, and if let's say they take, they could make, you know, they could take a two game cushion yeah. out of the series. What do you think? <laughs> He's taking over. I, 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 I felt you, Brooke. I felt Brooks. You're, uh, good, you're good. All right, we got a four game set against the. There's only going to be the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh time this, these teams have matched up, I believe, all season long. So there's a lot of Dodgers Padres coming up in the second half of the season. Dodgers are without Mookie. The Padres are without a healthy Manny Machado. Both teams have other nagging injuries around the roster. Brooke, what are we going to learn from this series? And, and does a four-game series at the end of June mean anything about these teams in October? It doesn't. I mean, you're looking at both teams. Neither team's healthy. Neither team has their best stuff out there right now. Neither of them are going to have their best lineups out there right now. I'm just assuming Manny's not going to be ready to go by the weekend because that, I mean, he, maybe, he got away with it. Maybe DH. He got away yeah. with a yeah. serious injury because that thing looked horrible when it happened. Yeah. So good for him. That's it's that baseball's better when he's around. Baseball's better when the Padres are good, yeah. to be honest with you. So what are we going to learn? <laughs> We're going to learn what our starting staff is made up of because these pitching matchups for this weekend do not play into the Dodgers' favor at all. We, you got Mitch White going on day one. Yeah. It's not a great way to start off the series. Uh, we're I mean, going to see Mackenzie Gore, which is going to be really fun for us because that's going to be the future. That's what we're going to see a lot of. Mm -hmm. We will face Blake Snell at one point, so I expect an automatic dub from that one. Now that I've said yeah. it, I'm sure that won't yeah. happen, but uh, we're going to see you, Darvish. It's going to be great. I mean, he's, we obviously know what he's capable of. We know what he's done to the Dodgers in the past. He's carved him up. Yeah. I'm I mean, hey, on, the other, on the flip side, though, they're going to be seeing Kirsch and they're going to be seeing Tony Gonson. That's a pair of uh, all-star aces, apparently, according to this panel here. <laughs> uh, Eric, 
Eric, I'm going to end on you here. The rivalry narrative is going to be blown out of proportion once again with the series, especially with Saturday's game being a Fox game, national game. So that's what they're going to have to talk about to you. Eric, Dodger fan Eric, when does a matchup between two division rivals, uh, or sorry, not division rivals, when does a matchup between two divisional opponents actually become a rivalry? When both teams are legitimate contenders and contending for a championship. And I think the Dodgers Padres is a rivalry. Both teams are good and both teams do not like each other. It is by definition a rivalry. Stupid Eric. They're going to run with that. You're going to be on uh, Padres uh, Reddit now. Like, oh, I need, I need some followers. Send them, send them all my way. That's at E-E-U-L-A-U. <laughs> Throw it up on the screen right That's now. That's how I got all mine, talking trash on Chris Paddock. So there's yeah. one way to do it. This is true. That's and, how we uh, I, built Blue Heaven. <laughs> I, I do think, too, like real quick, as far as like the question you asked Doug, I normally wouldn't get too excited about a June series, but the fact that you went to the San Francisco and got swept July. earlier this month, like – you might want to get up for this Padres series. Like you already had a disappointing NOS rivalry series on a weekend, yeah. a lot of pub, and you you fell flat. But so we know I think that's something actually important. We know something that's these uh, that's something that these Dodgers do not do. They always right. play the even keel. They are the slow and steady win the race. And you know what? It's proven to work time and time again for this team. Even if the division crown was snapped in twenty one, you still made it to the NLCS. It's a it's a proven winning method in the regular season but uh, that's it that's what we got for uh, roundtable today if you guys have any thoughts on the Padres coming to town in this series drop it in the comments below what do you think about the all-star team again you got four people who can make the all-star team make their arguments in the comments below and what if anything can the Dodgers do to fix the bench and fix the office, uh, offense especially when Mookie comes back I am Clint you can find me real FRG Twitter and Instagram that guy is Brooke me three Twitter and Instagram DMAC underscore LA and of course at EEU LAU Eric in in the flesh in the shed we appreciate you guys uh, you guys and you guy think blue 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 we out we out ah the sizzle of mcdonald's sausage it's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just three thirty-three. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.